0: When you need internal audit, SOX, or IT audit support, contact Thomas Molinex at Revision Management Consulting. Based in Houston, Texas, his experts average 15 years' experience in a variety of industries and business types. Contact Thomas today via Messenger here on LinkedIn or at Thomas at r-vmc.com again that is thomas at r-vmc.com hey hey
1: hey hey there's only All two right. of us today you're not you're not missing joe well we are missing joe and you're missing joe but she's busy
0: you know what though i'm guessing that a lot of people came on and they were immediately disappointed when they saw two squares Because they were hoping it was going to be you and Joe. (laughs) (laughs) So, So, hey, you guys, Kelly and I were just talking. Today is really like a freaky Friday. So, I'm sitting here and about 20 minutes before the show, my internet went out. So, right now, we are powered by Wi-Fi on the mobile device. And we're just hoping that it holds up because the internet went out so that's always fun right yeah now you guys have seen the title episode number 47 of the friday froster three strikes and you're out of a job that is so (laughs) so richard is here and he says fridays are always good yes sir they are Clarence is here again and Clarence says, greetings from Baltimore. Clarence, my man, it is so great to see you. And while I'm here, let me just go ahead and make sure I put up the logo of our sponsor. You've heard about him, but let's just make sure everybody can see who our sponsor is. And if you would like to be a sponsor, just let us know and we will feature you right down there in that right hand corner. All right guys, again, you've seen the title, Three Strikes and You're Out of a Job. So now today, God, I feel like I say this every week, right? Today is gonna be a really interesting one and it is real crazy. Don't I say that every week though,
1: right? I like this one because um, I have done some presentations for Parks and Recs and uh, they are some of the funnest people you will ever meet. And I'm not gonna tell you what happened in Wyoming but let's just say we had a party after the conference.
0: So what happens in Wyoming Parks and Rec stays in Wyoming Parks
1: and Rec. Nicest, funnest people ever. They were playing games. They were like, uh, like, okay, don't tell them. I'd go back for free.
0: <laughs> yeah, shh, that's our secret. We don't use the F word. <laughs> now, Hal is here. Hey, Hal. Hal has a crying face, and that's the Ukraine flag. You guys, it's not showing up on the uh, live stream, so. Yeah, with you on that, Hal, Florence is here. Hey, Florence, Florence says happy Friday to everyone who's joining us. Happy Friday, indeed. All right, so let's just get right to it before the people start calling Kelly to come back to Wyoming for free. <laughs> so look, this one is Parks and Recs, but it's in East Ridge, Tennessee. Here's what happened on January the 3rd. The finance department received a call from a concerned family member who brought forth allegations of impropriety regarding an employee. You see, it was determined that a female received a check for umpiring a baseball slash softball game at Camp Jordan. The only problem was she didn't really umpire the games. Now, even though she never umpired the game, her stepfather did, but she got a check in her name. Hmm. Now, her stepfather was a civilian police officer. That sounds strange to anybody just yet? What do you think so far, Kelly? Doesn't that sound weird?
1: Well, uh, when we get to the end, I'm going to tell you my Parks and Recs, because people are like, how can you steal from Parks and Recs? It's easy, let me tell you.
0: You know, here's the answer to that. How can you steal from Parks and Recs? Because it's easy. (laughs) You know? All right. So here's what happened. At that point, the city manager actually ordered an internal investigation by the police department. See, one of the perks of working for a city. They investigated and by the time they had finished, they figured out that at least one employee had falsified some documents at the suggestion of the Parks and Rec's director. Hmm. Then they decided to expand the investigation and look towards the Parks and Rec's director. Here's what they found. A fire department employee was also identified as falsifying a W-9 for the purposes of being able to referee games in a similar manner to what the police police, uh, department employee had done. So they falsified documents and then they paid these people to referee games. And in some instances, they actually weren't refereeing the games. They were just getting money. So I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. How could this happen and what happened? So here's what happened. You see, most of the Parks and Recreation Department utilize a third party to facilitate the hiring, scheduling, and paying of the umpires slash referees for the games. It just so happens that that third party agency, well, they quit around April. They just stopped providing the services. And when they stopped providing the services, the Parks and Recreation Department had to do something very unusual. They had to actually work, so they they had to do the job that the third party was doing. And so they brought it in house. And when they brought it in house, it seems like they messed it up. They couldn't keep up with the scheduling and all that other good stuff. So what they did was they got some employees that were already, some people who were already employees of Parks and Rec, and uh, they started paying them to umpire. And then they decided to create some fake employees to pay to do umpiring. Here's, here's another problem though the city had a a, a a rule prohibiting employees from being both w-2 employees and 1099 contract workers so in order to get around that the parks and the park recreation director told people to falsify documents create fake identities to pay them under the table for umpiring games and in certain instances for not umpiring games hmm what do you think kelly
1: well i mean these people's reputations are ruined and they said the f- amount of fraud by each employee was under 500 so no criminal charges have been filed um parks and Rec, my favorite show oh yeah um the, i i haven't seen this the umpire thing but i know umpires are you know so incredible umpires and rough so incredibly important what i've seen is say a soccer league Wants to play a game at 10 p.m. Friday night. Well, the field's shut down at nine. But the team of the soccer or the team captain goes to a park and rec guy and says, hands him a hundred bucks and says, "Here's a hundred bucks. Can you just leave the lights on? And you know we'll turn them off." And all is fine and good. And that can go on literally for years. Like, and then all of a sudden, you know, some person goes, scores a goal. But as they're scoring a goal, they hit a divot and they blow out their ACL. And so their attorney goes to the city to file a complaint for, you know, damages because they got injured on the field. And the city's like, well, our fields are closed at nine. And they're like, well, we've been paying so-and-so a hundred bucks every Friday for however long. And they're like, oh, so that's what I've seen quite a bit of. Um, so this is a little bit different, but the fact that this guy would use his daughter's W-9, once again, not going to be a good Thanksgiving or 4th of July or Memorial Day family picnic. Um, you know, who knows? It could lead to a divorce. All over umpiring a game.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, and, you know, you're right. They did say it was less than four hundred or uh, five hundred dollars. But then they also said that the things that they had done, they were felonies. The falsifying of the, the federal documentation. Yeah. So well, and, and here's what I find weird. So they had a third party firm that was doing this for them. The third party firm, quote unquote, quit is what they said so why not just hire another third party why did you bring it in house and then when you figured out you couldn't do it in house why did you never mind they brought it in house so that they could commit the fraud because remember they were paying some employees under the table presumably to actually umpire but then they also had some people that they were just paying that weren't performing the services at all
1: so i mean uh, the the dark side of kelly goes to the firm quit because the firm was being asked to do stuff that they knew wasn't right.
0: Ah, that's a good point.
1: They're just like, yeah, we're not doing that. Um, that's (laughs) Garen, what a good team, what good team. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I, I think that they probably quit because they either saw something or they were asked to do something. I mean, who quits like what firm quits? I, yeah. Uh, yeah. So
0: that's I a good I, point. I, I didn't even think about that. That's a very good point because what ran through my mind was they actually fired the firm so that they could commit the fraud because that doesn't make sense for them to just quit like that. But yeah.
1: <laughs> How would they take money to call balls and strikes favorably if they were willing to do this? I don't know. Was there gambling going on on the side? Who knows? I. T- hey.
0: That's another good point. Okay, so think about this now. This is East Ridge, Tennessee. I don't know what all is in East Ridge, Tennessee, but it may just be a fairly small town. And so they quit so that they they, they fired the old firm that was doing it so that they could hire their own umpires as ringers so that they could rig the games for the betting league that they had downtown. There you go.
1: Well, and so the, the Cardin admitted in an interview on January 4th that under the direction of Wilson, he had filed false documents under his names to avoid employment conflicts. Like this is where compliance policies, like let's work on a way that I I personally think that a city employee should be able to make a couple hundred bucks refereeing or umpiring. Like, yeah. can we not make a better, like what is the reason for, I know employment con Flicks can be big, but like this, umpiring?
0: Well, and you know, this actually speaks to the way we think about conflicts of interest, the way we think about them and the way we execute them. Because even when I'm auditing conflicts of interest, I've had to back some auditors down and explain to them, conflicts of interest in and of themselves are not bad. They're neither good nor bad until you explore it. Sometimes conflicts of interest can be good. For example, statistics show that companies that have individuals who are married and or related that work together perform better. And this makes sense because if the company goes under, now your entire family is decimated with no longer have income coming in. Now we also know that oftentimes fraud is committed when family members are involved too. So it just depends on the situation. Sometimes you might live in a town where the only person that can perform a service is your cousin who works, you know, at a company that provides that service. The, the issue with conflicts of interest is you need to identify them so that there's transparency. Then you can work through them. But we've been taught to believe that, oh, a conflict of interest, that's just bad all the time. Well, not really. It's not necessarily So I case.
1: have I have a personal case issue? And you tell me what you think. So say that there's a educational institution, and they need some compliance stuff done. And they end up hiring a uh, company that the CEO used to work with the, a high up at the educational institution, mm-hmm. not disclosed. And it turns out that a child works at the compliance company and two weeks after the contract is signed the husband gets a job would you say that's a conflict of interest
0: yeah that's pretty darn yeah oh boy wow yeah
1: welcome to my world
0: now that one is pretty interesting that's just very blatant wow
1: oh yeah oh yeah
0: but i mean i'm sure they earn those positions though i mean
1: yeah, uh-huh. An ex-chiropractor who's all of a sudden a compliance wizard. Oh, wow. Hmm.
0: That's interesting. Very. Now, Richard says he remembers the scene in My Blue Heaven where well, the umpire is given some cash and told to keep it fair.
1: <laughs> While he's wearing the jersey of one team. I don't know about that. I don't remember that part, but
0: Yeah. Garen says, that's a good freeze. What froze, Garen? Did I freeze on screen, Garen? I probably did. I think I told you guys, my internet went out right before the show today, so this is my internet today. So I'm probably freezing very cool-like, you know? You know, I like to freeze like Neo in the Matrix going back like this or something. But
1: (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, again, people are like, how can you steal from parking racks? There's like controls. It's a city or, you know people are creative they are very very creative
0: yeah so. well and if you remember we've had an episode i forgot which episode it is now where we had uh parks and rec fraud twice i think um there was a husband and wife team that were defrauding parks and rec and i forgot what the other one was but yeah so here's the thing now this one what i liked about it though was the finance director He actually alerted the police and had the police do an investigation. Then when the investigation was done, he alerted the auditors and he told the auditors about the fraud, but also told the auditors what his action plan was to clear it up. What do you think about that? Now, isn't that something?
1: He's probably going to get fired.
0: (laughs) You're probably right. (laughs)
1: Cause who posted this week? There was someone who posted in our LinkedIn feed about the auditor in Florida. All oh Hal, Hal's on the call. Hal, I hope you listened to Brett Hood on my podcast, Great Women in Fraud this week, because he said, quote, all fraud leads to Florida. So Hal, what do you think about that? Oh, he's not posting. Maybe he, you know, maybe he's going and committing fraud. I don't know. Well, but someone posted Hal. that there was an auditor that got fired because he audited something impropriety about a police chief's budget or something like that, and all of a sudden he got fired.
0: That was and me. I'm I posted sure it was that. in
1: Florida. So yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, Hal, because I think you were on the feed too. It's like no, you're so right. Who's going to take, take that job?
0: No one. You know, so so that was one. I posted that, Kelly, because that was the one where the uh, mayor in Fort Lauderdale called the whistleblower a coward for blowing the whistle anonymously. The chief auditor there investigated and instead of them looking at the results, they asked if he had the authority to do the investigation. And he started the audit department there and had been there for 14 years and had done an investigation of that very same police chief the year before and it came out that the allegations were unproven and they were okay with that. But now that the allegations may look like he did do something, they have a problem with it. You know, hmm.
1: It's, yeah.
0: Sal says party city. Hal says they go to Disney. It helps our local economy. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think I had another one I tweeted this week who went to, Dis- oh, Disney Cruise. It was a Disney Cruise. And those are even more expensive. So, yeah. I hear they're top-notch, though. Kara Swisher went on a Disney Cruise and she was like, this is insane. Um,
0: wow. All right, so yeah. so to pick this out, you guys, Friday, Friday, episode number 47, Three Strikes and You're Out. In East Ridge, Tennessee, a Parks and Rec city manager, encouraged employees to falsify documents so that they could double dip essentially work as a W-2 employee, which is a full time salaried employee and a 1099 employee, which is a contract worker. In some instances, he encouraged others to falsify documents so that they could just get paid, period, just outright fraud. They got caught. And when they got caught, the finance manager informed the police who did an investigation. And that investigation found that they were guilty. And when they presented the evidence to the employees, all of the employees, all three of the employees resigned. But like Kelly just brought up, and I never even thought about that, they had a third party that was actually performing this service, hiring the umpires, making sure that they were scheduled appropriately and paying them. And that third party firm just quit. So Kelly brought up a really good point. They may have actually fired that firm um, or that firm may have quit because they were trying to get them to do some things that weren't on the up and up. Now, my theory was they fired the firm so that they could commit the fraud. Either way, those are two uh, viable reasons as to why this happened, because this is a weird story, because the total dollar amount was less than five hundred dollars.
1: That we know of.
0: True, that we know of. Yeah, that we know of. Now, and they were also saying that they weren't going to prosecute anyone, right?
1: I think so. But then they filed false W-9s. I mean, honestly, if the IRS goes after them for false W-9s, come on, don't we have anything better to do? Like, I don't know, really rich people taxes? Like, again, people don't think that the IRS is going to be bothered. A stat is a stat is a stat. So, like, the IRS could go after them. And, you know, come on. It seems insane, but how many low-level people have been busted for stupid stuff, whereas, you know, Steve Cohen gets away with it every, okay, well, allegedly, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. So now let's think about this, though, for auditors. What is our lesson here in internal control? We had a third party that was performing a service, and that third party just all of a sudden disappeared and They brought something in-house that doesn't make sense i mean no especially considering what it was they were scheduling umpires they were paying the umpires they were actually hiring and vetting the umpires because the umpires assuming they had to have background checks because if you are within a certain mile radius of children you have to have background check so they went from outsourcing this and it seemed like it was pretty efficient because they didn't say they were unhappy with the services so now trying to do it all in house, hmm. Seems like that would have been someone's on someone's radar to say, "Why are we doing this?" Because the cost to outsource it is definitely cheaper than the cost of bringing it in house. Now for these criminals, they must be real geniuses because that can't be a <laughs> that can't be a lucrative fraud scheme. Umpires make like what a hundred bucks per game. Does anybody yeah. umpire here? If you umpire, tell me how much do you guys make per game? I guess I could have just asked my good friend Google, but I can't see where umpires would make that much per game to justify the, the crime here.
1: <laughs> okay. Um I'm good, I'm I don't know if this is this can't be the same person.
0: Uh oh, I think uh, Kelly's no, found one of the people.
1: Um, no, that person is dead. Um But I don't know. I think there's something there's, as Paul Harvey says, there's more to the story.
0: Absolutely. I think
1: there's more to the story. So, um, unfortunately, Uh, where is
0: freaking Absolutely. Yeah. So, speaking of the IRS, here's something else that they did. So they said that the earnings of both of the employees who defrauded the IRS were added to their W-2s and thus reported in in taxes. Because when when you're a 1099 employee, your wages aren't uh, taxed up front by the company, you have to tax them. So they added these wages to the employees' W-2s and then reported that information to the IRS. And again, the three people actually resigned. They closed the investigations. They said that the actions by these employees were felonies But because of the amount was under five hundred dollars, no criminal charges have been filed. So they committed felonies, and we're not going to prosecute them at all because of the dollar amount. Um, Hmm. I think that sends a message. If you're going to steal, make sure it's under five hundred dollars.
1: But you know, I'm going to go back to I can't remember who said we love Parks and Recs, the TV show. This is why is this policy even in effect? I'm going to say that people that work for like the parks and rec or the city, whatever, they're probably pretty um, community oriented. So why can't they make a special um, policy that if you want to be a ref, you know, you just have to clear it through your boss or who made this policy? This is one of these, um, you know, oh, well, we're in compliance with the no city paycheck and no 1099 paycheck. But what is the real reason for it? And did they just lump all of it into it? Whereas in the past, maybe they had a city employee who was, I don't know, being a therapist for who knows something else that was big. This isn't big. Or maybe they limit the dollar amount. Um, Or you have to report it by quarter or something like that. It seems like the policy could be... and. Rob, ask better questions about the policy. Like, what is the policy? Not you, but like, they should, when they were writing the policy, they should have asked better questions about it. Like, who is this going to affect? Why is this going to be good for the city? Well, so and so, you know, 25 years ago pulled a big scam on the city. So we've locked it down ever since then. Well, times have changed. And people used to volunteer to rough, ref- and now they don't so we have to pay. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think that it's an antiquated policy and it needs to change. And this is where, again, where auditors can actually come in and help. Oftentimes auditors go into departments and they audit the policy. But what if the policy is stupid? Do you have the courage to say this policy is antiquated and probably should be changed? I mean, realistically, do you have the courage to say that or do you simply write up well, this is what the policy states, and this is what we're going to audit to. Because if you do that, you're doing your clients a disservice. If you see a policy that is stupid, you should be able to say, Well, don't say that it's stupid. <laughs> but if you see a it's policy that's. Yeah, I know. Find a better word. See, right now, I can say whatever I want to say because I don't really care. I <laughs> mean, but, but no, in, in all seriousness, I see it oftentimes where auditors will come in, look at something, and they'll say, well, policy says we shouldn't do this. And I say, but what does common sense say? Yeah.
1: Not so common.
0: My grandmother used to say that if common sense were common, everyone would have it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was horrible. Okay. So now, now you guys know how I'm kind of big on what people say and how they say it, right? So they actually talked to the parks and rec manager and, and let's talk about, what the parks and recreation manager uh, said and how he said it and just pick up on a few things here. Wilson, that's the parks and recs manager manager's last name. Wilson said there was a change in practice in the spring of 2021 where the city used a sole contractor, Jerry shook to assign officials to gains and pay them for services. According to uh, is what he said, shook resigned on April 16th of 2021. According to the parks and recs, Wilson uh, said that when the practice ended at the end of the spring term and Shook resigned that year, the practice changed and state officials would have to fill out a W-9-4 and receive payment after he remitted the needed data to the East Ridge City Finance Department. Okay, sounds like he's talking in circles right now. So then when asked how he knew what official worked each game, Wilson simply said, now listen, we know who is officiating the games. So they asked him, you know, now that you don't have this third party anymore, how do you know who's officiating the games? And he simply said, we know who's officiating the games. He didn't describe the process. He didn't say we have this Excel worksheet, or I have this stone tablet where I'm etching stuff in, or he didn't say anything like that. These are indicators of dishonesty. And we auditors have to be able to pick up on things like that. He was asked a direct question. He gave a very indirect answer. Now. He also denied knowing uh, that the young lady who got a check was the daughter of someone else that worked in the department. He admitted that that other employee had refereed some games but couldn't recall if he had a W-9. He also mentioned uh, payments for vendors under $600 not being reportable to the IRS. Um, He admitted to giving checks to someone else in the name of... uh, to giving checks in the name of the daughter to the father, despite the fact that she had never officiated a game. So he just admitted to fraud here. Um, Then they say Wilson became evasive, according to the police department, and said that at the time of the game, they were short on officials and it was understood you could not officiate and work for the city under the same capacity. Now I want you to understand, he knew who these people were. He just said that he admitted that he knew that one person worked for the city and officiated games. Now he's saying that he told the police, everyone knew that you weren't supposed to do that. You see the double talk here. You gotta be able to pick up on people when they're doing double talk because this crap makes no sense. And I actually read it word for word and it still made no sense when I was reading it.
1: So Eastridge, has a population, um, this was as a 2010 census of 20,979. It's part of the Chattanooga, Tennessee, Georgia, metropolitan statistical area. So it's not incredibly big um, of a city. So, you know, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, and, and Hal brings up the primary point here. Audit the design of the controls first, then audit compliance with the controls. Um,
1: That's so good. Yeah. 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 And knowing that this changes over time, you can't just put it in the stone tablet and never revisit again, especially, I mean, this doesn't have to do with it, but technology changes and some policy of, you know, bring your own device doesn't work anymore or whatever. Um, so you have to, these aren't set in stone. There might well have been a reason for this before, but now there might not be a reason or they can just tweak the policy. So it allows for it. So, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Now, let's just talk about some more of what this city manager. uh, I'm sorry, the parks and rec manager said listen to this Wilson also admitted that Herbert Andrews had officiated games under his girlfriend's name Roxanne Caldwell. He said that he couldn't recall if Andrews was listed on his W-9 under his true name. Hmm. Wilson denied receiving W-9 information from uh, two other people. However, he admitted that he knew that Andrews received payment under Caldwell's name and that Carden received payment under Rhodes, that's the daughter's name, but couldn't recall their paperwork.
1: Oh my God, recall, recall, recall. Let's just say, you know, I won't say it. I'm snarky today. So, Joe's not here to make us behave.
0: Yes. But check out what else he said. He denied any other city employees being paid under assumed identities. But, but, he repeatedly said that he wanted to be, quote unquote, by the book and that he, quote, hoped that he didn't advise someone to fill out a false W 9. But again, couldn't recall a conversation with either of the people that he admitted that they were being paid under someone else's name.
1: Ah, ah, this is giving me PTSD. I have a flashback to can't recall mischaracterized, like just tell the truth people, except the truth was going to get him in trouble.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and his was funny, but again, as auditors, we have to recognize when we're talking to people and they give us double speak. Fraud investigators, you gotta recognize when people are giving you double speak. I can recall interviewing one woman and I knew she was lying and I had my staff with me. My staff knew that she was lying. And you know how people start doing the kicking under the table? My staff started kicking me up under the table because what they wanted me to do was just call her a liar. No, when people are lying, you just let them talk because they give you more and more information. You never know what else might pop up. So we were, we were interviewing her because we were suspecting someone, we weren't even thinking about her, of doing this one thing. But after she finished talking, she actually admitted to doing three or four different things because we kept questioning the double speak and we didn't accuse her of doing anything. Although I just wanted to grab her and just say, stop lying because I knew she was lying. But you got to be able to recognize double speak when you hear it. This, this uh, parks and rec manager just said, well, yeah, I was aware of the fact that this person got paid under this other person's name. However, I wanted to make sure that everything was on the up and up. Wait, what? Yeah. I, yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm confused. So.
1: I want to give a shout out for my book I'm reading. Totally different but we've we've hit the ball out of the park for this. <laughs> we beat it with a bat to death. <laughs> so I'm reading this book. It's called Under Money. Did I show this last? No, I didn't cuz last no, week did This book is um so timely right now. It's about Russian oligarchs and money and dirty money. And it is so timely. And I've like followed him on Twitter. I've tagged him on LinkedIn. He says he's going to be on my podcast. We'll see. I think he's probably busy, but um, really good. So um, I'm halfway through. It's not an easy read because you're just like kind of jaw dropped. Like what I did as an investigator was baby steps compared to what's going on in this book. And it is kind of scary. So,
0: and that is Jay Newman, right?
1: Yeah, under money. And under the, uh, the advance praise on the back is from Niall Ferguson, author of The Ascent of Money, Nelson DeMille, Bill Browder, who I saw in person. He wrote Red Notice, which was great. And James Grant of the Grant Interest Rate Observer, who also got embezzled. He was a victim of a pink color crime. So I read that and I was on the back and I was like, okay, I'm buying full price, no Amazon.
0: And now this one is about what billions of dollars going missing, right?
1: Oh yeah. 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 Like it's crazy. It is just I feel like a I feel like an infant as an investigator compared to what this is going on. So Ah. if you guys want something to read.
0: Do you think this book might be a part of a book club coming up soon?
1: Ooh, I don't know. That might be good for Joe. Yeah, it might be. Um yeah, it's good. And um, I know, oh, we're over. Oh, oops, we're over. We're over our half hour, Rob.
0: Oh, oh. We,
1: don't, we don't want people to think we're ruining their time, but yeah. I, I need to watch the Elizabeth Holmes this weekend with, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, God, Amanda Seafried, Seyf-
0: Sig- whatever. Yeah, it came out yesterday, didn't
1: it? Yeah, but, oh, Oh, also, okay, I posted this on LinkedIn, super pumped, the story of Uber dropped, the first episode dropped Sunday night. Oh, wow. Can you imagine going into an interview and having the CEO say, are you an asshole? And if you answer no, you're gone. Like it started, it's the first episode was really, really good. Super pumped, um, the story of Uber.
0: Wait, yeah. the CEO of Uber did that to someone.
1: Oh well, allegedly. I mean, this is TV, so <laughs> right. Uh, but like, so far, the first episode was really good, really, really good. So we're gonna add that to the fraud and pop culture.
0: Nice. Okay. Now, what, what, what is that one again? I hadn't Super heard of that. Pump. One. Super pumped.
1: Yeah, I think oh, it's I... on Showtime. It might ah, be on Showtime. okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. All right. So we're going to be cognizant of our people's time. You guys, episode number 47. Thank you for joining us. Three strikes and you're out. If you audit for a city, check your parks and rec department, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And Kelly has drive a by recommended- the park.
1: Drive by the soccer fields at 10 or whenever the lights are supposed to be off. And if there's a, like that's an audit. That's not a parking lot audit. That's a soccer field audit or whatever, a, a sports right. field audit like are your lights off when they're supposed to be off that happens a lot you'd be surprised how often it happens yep so yeah
0: and also you guys kelly has a book recommendation under money by jay newman if you want to learn about a billion dollar fraud or several billions of dollars fraud read that book also the elizabeth holmes uh, uh story is now on hulu i think i think it came out yesterday on who the
1: reporter who followed it on twitter she says she can't bear to watch it she's like i just can't watch it Yeah, that's not a good sign
0: (laughs) well all right ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us today we'll see you guys next week